Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And what is going on, my fine citizens? Terrific Tuesday is upon us. Here on the Detroit CityCast, and I cannot wait to talk to my man, legendary Terry Foster, about all the Matthew Stafford stuff, where the Lions are at, how they can get away from the sad sack franchise, but also how Lions fans can show deference and respect to Matthew freaking Stafford, who is now a Super Bowl champion. And we'll see if Terry thinks, like I do, now a Hall of Famer. But let's first take a trip to the Motown betting window. And I want to look at the latest futures odds when it comes to those Detroit Lions. We're going to be looking at a lot of different things as they get released, including season win totals, draft props. But right now, we've got two things out for you. We've got odds to win the NFC Championship at Bet Rivers right now. And, of course, odds to win the Super Bowl. Favorite to win the NFC is the Rams, of course, 5-1, to one, Packers and Niners. At six to one, and the Cowboys at six and a half to one. And those Lions, yep, they're the last team, odds wise, in the entire NFC. They are 40 to one to win the NFC. And when it comes to winning the Super Bowl, your favorite is the Chiefs and the Bills right now at Bet Rivers at eight to one. Rams, 11 to one. Packers, 13 to one. Bengals and Cowboys as well as the Niners at 14 to one. And then you're the Tennessee Titans round out the top 10 at 18 to one. And the Lions all the way down, but they're our last. They're out of the Texans with the same odds as the Jets and the Jaguars, a hundred to one. Actually, when we did the show yesterday on Monday, it was 150 to one. So line down a little bit. That has nothing to do with it. It's now that the AFC and NFC title odds are out. Uh, odds are going to kind of fluctuate based on the different places you get them at. But Lions 100 to 1 right now to win the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57 coming up in 2023. And as I mentioned, we'll have a lot of different draft props uh, as well as season win totals, division props as they're released. We, we do have actually one NFL draft prop up at Bet Rivers, which I like because you can pick who's going to be the overall number one pick Hutchinson in Hutchinson plus 160 uh, Neil, I have a Neil plus 180 and Thibodeau plus 200. So we're going to have a lot of fun kind of breaking down 
who's going to be the overall number one pick and who the lines are going to get at number two. If they're going to try to trade up, trade down, should be a fascinating ride through the next couple of months to April when the draft will lift off. But coming up, it's my longtime friend, one of my longtime heroes, and easily one of the best in the business. The great Terry Foster joins me straight ahead right here on the Detroit CityCast, brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 270 7117. And here he is, the legend himself, King of the Terry Fosters. Terry, it's always the best to talk with you, but I was really looking forward to this because you and I have talked about Matthew Stafford in the, in the past many times, obviously. We talked a lot of Lions football when it's come to the you know dearth of success they've had. But someone like you that's been in this business for a long time, that's covered a lot of different teams. What was the reaction for you when you saw a guy that gave his blood, sweat, and tears for the better part of 13 years for the Detroit Lions, but never won anything here in his first year outside Detroit with a epic fourth quarter comeback drive, which he did so many times in Detroit, win a Super Bowl. What was that like for you? Well, I, you know, it. I go back to what I've been saying all along. If Matthew Stafford had played in with any other team in the NFC North division, yeah. he had multiple playoff victories. Don't know if he would have gone to the Super Bowl, but um, he's with a real organization. And um, I was happy to see it from this, for this reason. The people who are real line slappies, who don't get it, this is not a real organization, just figures uh, Matthew Stafford just stunk. Um, you know, this player stunk. It's, it's not a well-put-together team. Uh, it's not a good franchise. The Fords make all kinds of mistakes. And from talking to people in the NFL, when a player or a coach comes, We've had this conversation several times. This guy is good, but can he overcome the Lions' incompetence? Uh, right. They, they said that about, you know, people I talked to said that about Steve Mariucci. They still say that Steve Mariucci is a good coach, and I, I think Mooch now, yeah, he's not coaching anymore. The NFL Network is treating him too well. But, but even Dre Bly, when Mariucci was fired, said, this is on you. And he was pointing to his teammates. You let a good man go. And I've heard from several people about guys that have come here, good talent or good mind, but can he overcome the Lions' incompetence? That's pretty sad. It is an interior, you know, to the Stafford thing. It's like such an interesting, you know, dynamic. I would say the majority, you know, people that are like you that are very smart, they're – you know, and like myself, in awe and have such respect for what Stafford did in Detroit, and, and you mentioned the incompetence organization, and I'm happy, are happy for him. What do you think it is with this small but loud segment of the fan base that 
is ripping Stafford. The Stat Padford crowd doesn't want to show him deference to what he did this year in Los Angeles or what he did for the Lions because he never won here. Well, what do you say to them? Because they don't make much sense to me. Well, they want to believe in the Detroit Lions because that's their team. Right. They're, you know, they're, they're Lions fans, thick or thin. So they believe that the Lions, you know, if they had a decent quarterback, they would have made a playoff run. But I, I say to them, no, it wasn't the quarterback. It was the organization. And, um, you know, I, I want to get this off my chest because this Please is do. Detroit talk radio. Here's what they say. You know, these national guys say that we're, you know, it's a Rudy Pooh organization. And, you know, how dare they say that? You know, they act like Stafford was playing, but, you know, for the Sandlock League. <laughs> the very same thing they've been saying for years that the Lions are incompetent. It's like a Sandlot team, but somebody nationally says it, then they're outraged. I don't get it. You know what's so interesting, Terry? So, as you know, I, my, I've been in Vegas for the last several days, and I was at a huge party yesterday at the Westgate. A bunch of the guys that I, 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 I our group won the Westgate handicap contest. So, we had this big celebration, this big ballroom. And there's people with Rams jerseys and Bengals jerseys from all over the country. And they saw that I was wearing my, you know, Stafford goat shirt that I'm about to wear from, you know, when he was here in Detroit. I had so many people come up to me and say, because they were from like Kentucky or Kansas City or San Francisco or LA or wherever, how great of a quarterback Stafford was and how they could see that not only was it not him, that what, what is the Lions' problem? Why are they making these terrible decisions? Why can't they put a team together? They were in awe for years of Matthew Stafford and his skills, and these are people outside of Detroit. What is? Why are there so many thick skulls, in, as you mentioned, Detroit radio, media, whatever, in Detroit? They don't want to give this guy any credit when he clearly is probably a Hall of Famer now and definitely the best quarterback the Lions have ever had since Bobby Lane. What is the, what is the problem with that? Well, first of all, I hate to say this, but we in Detroit don't know football <laughs> because we have followed the Detroit Lions and we don't know what it takes to win. We don't know what type of quarterback you need. We, you know, we don't know that, you know, in order to win, you win through the draft, you should probably have a lower price quarterback. But I still think there are people that so want to believe in the Lions that, you know, the Lions are not that bad. And I, and I say, guys, haven't you seen the last 65 years? Dan, you see, you have to understand, there's a lot of young people making comments in Detroit. Right, right. That's what they say. You know, the Detroit Lions have been bad for the last 13 years. <laughs> Brother, are you serious? Did you just wake up? Or did, were you just born yesterday? This has been a decades-long problem. And the things that we say about the Lions today, people said about them in the 70s and, and the 80s. And you know what? Here's, here's a big indictment on the Lions. The 1990s was the glory years of the Detroit Lions. And they were supposed to be the team of the 90s. Guess what? That team finished with a losing record. Yep. Yes, they won the playoff game. Yes, they won a division. But they finished with a losing record. 
Well, Terry, is there a way for you? Because you're always so good at this and so honest about it. Which is one of the reasons I, many reasons I, and so many respect you. Is, can you give them some hope, these, these long-suffering Lions fans? I've talked a lot on my show that the Bengals could be a blueprint for the Lions. Obviously, you got to find a Joe Burrow, which is extremely tough. But if you find the right quarterback and you have the right people in place to build the team, like Brad Holmes hopefully can be, and we'll see if Dan Campbell's the right coach, can you give them some hope to see after the longtime quarterback, the overall number one, the franchise guy, leaves after 13 years and in year one wins the title? Can there be hope that whether it's the Fords or whether it's Martha Firestone Ford, whoever you want to throw out there, that they can make the decisions that change the course of the franchise, like you had mentioned, that has been in this phantom tolbu doldrums since 1957, basically. Is there any hope you can throw their way based on the way the NFL is set up these days? Here's the only hope I can give you. And for the very first time, the Lions hired uh, a GM and a coach uh, that it was a real, real search. They didn't hire a friend. They didn't hire a friend of a friend. The Detroit Lions are the poster boys of the good old boy network. Yep. When you look at it, the first GM, uh, Russ Thomas, drinking buddies of the owner, the good old boys network. Then Chuck Smith was a friend of Russ Thomas, good old boys network. Um, then why did they hire Matt Millen? Because he was a great guy. Everybody likes Matt. He's a bad old boys network. <clears throat> right. And, um, and then, uh, you know, th then when they had Jim Caldwell, I'm not sure if he was the answer, but they, that guy, for the first time in history, nine and seven wasn't good enough. Okay. So what do they do? They say, you know, we want to go the New England route. So you, and, and that wasn't, yeah, the Patriot way. That, no, the, the Patriot way. That wasn't a national search. The Lions made up their mind, we're going to do the New England thing. So that was the yeah. only thing that was got. So then what, is, uh, what does he do? He brings in his buddy. <laughs> oh, boys, network. Think about it. So now when they hired Dan Campbell and um, Brad Sherlock Holmes, this was the first time where the Lions said, you know what? We're going to cast our net across the nation right to talk to people we're going to make a legitimate search so that's why i say maybe you've got some hope because this isn't boys hooking up boys for the first time in lions history hey you, you listen you do some of the same way every time you expect different results of what happened maybe this is the time they did it differently and there could be different results uh, I, I just i want to ask you this about uh, Stafford. Do you think he's all a favor after the win? I do. I do too. I, I thought he was going to get in even before this. The reason is, I mean, a lot of people say he's not going to make it, but this football doesn't have the same high standards as baseball getting no. the Hall of Fame. A lot of dudes getting in there. When uh, he's going to retire, I don't know, top five in yards, probably top <clears throat> six or seven in touchdown passes. Now, He's got a Super Bowl victory. Now he's escaped the Detroit Lions. <laughs> he's, he's in the, you know, he's actually in the National Football League. So I think he's going to get in there. Yeah, I, I think he, he, not that he had to have a title, if he kept this up for the next five or six or whatever years, but having that title, Dan Marino never had a title. He's a Hall of Famer. You don't have to, 
as you mentioned, especially in football. But boy, having that championship here after all he has done, you mentioned getting away from the Lions. I think he's in too. And I think it's tough. It's tough to see him win. I'm happy for him. It's tough to see him win outside of Detroit. But it makes you, at least me as a Lions fan, want this franchise to do whatever they can to get their way out of all the bad decisions of the past and find a way. Can you imagine if this town ever has the buildup of being in a Super Bowl? What that would be like, Terry? It would be absolutely nuts. If you can get people celebrating a victory in December, yeah, this place is going to be absolutely nuts. I remember this, uh, this happened a few years ago. I know it happened this year, but a few years ago, this was embarrassing to me. The Lions had lost their first eight or nine games, and I think they beat Washington at Ford Field. People were jumping into the fountains in downtown Detroit. Yeah. It was cold. Yeah. That's embarrassing. You don't give that type of energy to this type of franchise. Dude, I mean, you're so right about that. And it's just, there's, there's, it's a sickness. It's a total sickness. But I think that there could be a light, maybe, could be decades from now at the end of that title. Uh, what did you think of the halftime show, by the way? That, to me, was the top five halftime show ever. It was. I, I loved it. Uh, you know, uh, believe it or not, I, didn't, I used to not like Snoop Dogg. I don't know why, but he's grown on me in the last few years. Did he Dr. smoke too much weed for you? Now, I don't know. It was just something. I just didn't like it. But then I'm like, you know what, T, you're wrong about this. <laughs> I, I like him. Um, you know, we, we were having a debate today about Mary J. Blige. You know, for some guys, she might be a little too thick to be wearing those big silver boots. But I liked it. I liked the whole thing. I love Mary J. I've seen her live before. She's awesome. Right. I, I have to do that sometimes. But, uh, you know, maybe the only conquer may have been Kendrick Lamar. And yeah. I also appreciate this. I'm glad Eminem defied the NFL and took that knee. Yep, I agree. I think that was awesome. There's stories coming out, I don't know if you've read them yet, that there was a lot of tension on that set. And Eminem, he didn't care. He's like, listen, basically this is what I'm doing. And if you have a problem with it, I'll leave the show. I mean, you can't get that that halftime. It was all superstars. But you can't have that show without Eminem. It would have made sense. No, and, and the other thing, I think it's important for somebody white to make a uh, a statement about sure. you know about what we're going through with police and black males, so I think that was a, a more powerful statement than if Dr. Dre or Snoop Dogg had decided to take that knee. I'm happy, and, and why are people bitching about it? Didn't happen during the national anthem, right? No, nope. disrespecting the troops, right? So uh, I'm glad he did. It was very important. Uh, in fact, you know what? You know, we were. Uh, I was debating today. Uh, should um, should Cooper Cup have gotten the MVP? I'm gonna give the MVP trophy to Eminem. Nice. Hey, once again, people are like, "Oh, the closest trail ever gets to the Super Bowl." Eminem and Stafford played in it, but very important parts of it. Terry, you are super in Terry. It's always the best being with you. Thanks so much, and uh, I still can't believe Matt Stafford won the Super Bowl a couple of days ago now. I'll admit, I didn't think this was going to happen, but as it kept, the dominoes kept falling, I'm like, okay, I, I can I can get into this. This is fun. Yeah, it was awesome. T-Man, thanks so much. Can't wait to talk to you again soon. All right, you too. Great stuff as always. Oh, man, T-Foss, he certainly little Lord Fauntleroy that. All the way home. That's what it's called, little Lord Fauntleroy. Uh, great stuff from Terry. Please 
Follow him on Twitter at Terry Foster, D-E-T. Uh, always love bringing him on. I'll be on definitely again in the near future. Uh, it's always the best getting his perspective as one of the just great voices uh, in Detroit sports history. So no better person to talk to about Matt Stafford, the Lions, and all the different angles on that than Terry Foster. That's going to do it for us today here on the terrific Tuesday edition of the Detroit CityCast. Until next time, keep reaching for the stars. Believe in the dream. Dan Leach, the Squatch, the final day in Vegas. Out. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free at